Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got the standard news and numbers to talk about. Let's start with the numbers as we got the latest Disney movie, Jungle Cruise, opening around the world and on Disney+. Plus. So to the surprise of no one, Jungle Cruise opened in first place domestically with $35 million. In second place was Old with $6.86 million for a total of $30.7 million. Right behind it, in the rearview mirror, is The Green Knight, opening with $6.79 million. In fourth place is Black Widow with $6.4 million for a total of $167 million. Opening in fifth place is Stillwater with $5.1 million. Now, since a lot of movies have been coming out, here are some updates on movies not in the top five anymore. Snake Eyes dropped a crushing 70% to seventh place, making $4 million for a current total of $22.2 million. F9 is at 168 0.5 million total and will be overtaken by Black Widow as the biggest domestic movie this year in a few days. And finally, the Boss Baby Family business has passed 50 million domestic and is now at 53.4 million. Now, I will leave my Jungle Cruise thoughts until I am done with the rest of the numbers, but let's take a look at the rest of the top five. Green Knight did slightly better than expected, but from what I'm seeing online is that the general audience word of mouth might not be that great. You know it's an A24 film, so it's going to be weird, and turns out it does a point. Still, it was able to beat Stillwater, which after receiving a standing ovation uh, at the Cannes Film Festival, it has been getting worse and worse reviews, knocking down its Rotten Tomato score, and Amanda Knox herself has come out and trashed the film, which, considering it's based on her story, she has every right to. Especially since it looks like they did not, they did not talk to her about it, or pay her, or whatever. So overall, Stillwater is not having a good time at the box office. Looks to not have enough clout to make an Oscar push early next year as well. Old dropped just under 60%, which for a horror movie is actually okay, especially since it got a weak reception as well. Looking at China, their box office continues its slow climb back to normalcy, but right now it still has a ways to go. Opening first place was Raging Fire, which is an action thriller starring Donnie Yen with 37.2 million. Opening in second place was romantic drama Upcoming Summer with 20.6 million. Dropping down to third place was Green Snake with 10.7 million, now making 56.8 million in total. Fourth place was Chinese Doctors with another 5.1 million for a total of 192 million. Lastly, in fifth place, Agent Backhorn King's Bear with 1.6 million for a total of 8. 0.5 million. So the good news is that movies opening in the past few weeks are starting to get people to come back to theaters, but it is not the usual summer highs that China is used to. Variety has pointed out that at this point in the year, compared to 2019, China's box office is right now down 17.2% compared to that. Right now, if they do not start allowing Hollywood movies to release there, or they have a few blockbusters of their own show, that decline is going to get worse. It should be noted that the Delta variant is now in China, so depending on how that spreads and how the government decides to handle it, aka how far of a lockdown they want to do, there is a chance the years could shut down again, at least for a few weeks. So that's something to be aware of. Now let's look at some worldwide numbers. Internationally, Jungle Cruise opened in 47 territories and made $27.6 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $61.8 million. The Suicide Squad opened in a few areas this weekend ahead of its domestic release. It opened in five areas and made $7 million which is not bad. Black Widow has started to slow down considerably, within making 7.7 million for a worldwide total of 343.6 million. Space Jam A New Legacy made an additional 8.3 million for a total of 118.6 million worldwide. Old made 7.5 million and is looking at reaching 50 million in a few days with it at 
1.6 million. Snake Eyes also did poorly in the markets. It did open in dropping, you guessed it, 70% for 1.2 million. This makes its current total 28.8 million worldwide. F9 is close to 650 million worldwide with it at 641.7 million. All right, now let's talk about Jungle Cruise. Besides the box office numbers, Disney did release its premier access numbers and they are okay. So from Disney Plus, Jungle Cruise made 30 million in sales, making its total opening weekend, if you count that, to 91.8 million. Disney has not released an update on Black Widow numbers from the platform. So what can we tell from this? Well, a few things. One, Marvel hype is still there and outpaces demand for any other Disney property. Second, uh, this is all, all in all considered a good opening. Right now, there is no boost from China, and besides the Delta variant running rampant in some parts of United States, <clears throat> Florida, it is also running through the UK and other parts of the world. One could make the case that if this came out in early mid-June, it would have performed better when Delta was not much of an issue. So, just on the numbers at face value, it's all good. But now let's throw in the budget and see how it is. And it ain't looking that great. It's reported that the budget for the film was around 200 million, not including marketing. With that being the case, the movie needs to do at least 400 million, at least, ideally half a billion, uh, to start to turn a profit. Will it be able to do that? Uh, probably not. The good news for Disney is for August, this is the big family movie for everyone to watch until Paw Patrol at the end of August. So while it has time, does it have the likes to make it? That remains to be seen. Critic reviews have been getting the Rotten Tomato score lower and lower. Started out in the low 70s, now it's down to 63. Audience score is fantastic at a 93, but so far that is only with 2,500 people giving their rating. So a small sample set. Personally, I think Jungle Cruise can like it to 100 million domestic, at least. Could finish 110, 115. If it can get a China release, I would say worldwide it can make it to 350 million, not including premier access numbers. This is assuming, though, that for most parts of the world, this is the worst for Delta. Over the next two or three weeks, and cases start to recede, somehow I have a feeling I'm wrong on that. Speaking of the Delta variant of COVID, it looks like we may already be seeing studios make small moves in reaction to it. The biggest of the two is Paramount is pulling Clifford the Big Red Dog from its September release. As of now, studio has not given in a new date, and Deadline is reporting that part of the reason for the pull is concern over the Delta variant. This movie being pulled does make sense. The biggest group right now in most countries that cannot be vaccinated at all is children, as the vaccine is not yet approved for them. Between that and cases spiking in some areas, it would not be a good look for Paramount if kids started getting COVID when they went to watch Clifford. So yeah, smartphone on the pull it. Now, where do they put it now? Possibly in the November, December range, but that's looking kind of busy right now, assuming there's no moves. But if you wait until January, you're kind of putting the movie out to die. It's going to be hard picking a good date for it now, but I think they made the right move in pulling it. The other move is from Sony, and with Venom, let there be carnage. They released a new trailer and have changed the release date in the trailer from September to this fall. Now, this does not mean the movie is delayed yet. I think what has happened is that they do not want to have 20 different versions of the trailer depending on what country they can release the movie in and when. So what they're doing is they're just making one trailer and will be flexible with the release date. So in some countries it will still open in September and then others in October for the United States. I think they're waiting on how the Suicide Squad Free Guy does as well as the case numbers before making a final decision. They also could try and wait to see how Shang-Chi does, but since that's at the beginning of September that might be a little too late for them. For the upcoming weekend, we have the Suicide Squad releasing, which right now is one of the most well-received DC movies ever, with it at 96% around Tomatoes. However, analysts are expecting a similar opening to Jungle Cruise in the 30 to $40 million range domestically. I hope it does close to the $50 million, but we will see.
for lawsuits in Hollywood, we did get a third one, though not for studios releasing movies on streaming. Uh, Gerard Butler has filed a lawsuit against Millennium Media, saying he is owed $10 million from Olympus Has Fallen. The basis of this is per his contract, he is owed a cut of the net profit of the film, and with it making over $170 million at the box office, not including uh, digital sales, TV deals for it, he has not been paid a dollar of it, and claims that they are purposely avoiding it. The suit also says audits were done at the numbers, which apparently has found issues with the accounting. So a few thoughts here. First, if this is all true, it sucks, but why did he proceed to make two more sequels with Millennium being the distributor for them? London and uh, Angel is Fallen. Now maybe those contracts were more ironclad to fraud, and he was like, all right, fine, I messed, you know, this shitty deal in the first movie, but you know, the next two contracts were all good. Maybe. But then my second question is, why net profit and not gross profit? Net is whatever is left, and Hollywood accountants are famous for making movies not profitable to get out of paying. The way around this is you get a percentage of the gross profit, meaning everyone can look at the box office numbers, then they cut you a check. Maybe they did not agree to it, but if it was an option, it seems foolish on him and his agent to say yes to it. Anyway, we'll see where this lawsuit goes. Unlike the Disney one, I think this one will be dragged out and stay on the quieter side in the press. Now let's look at new films being made like the new Wes Anderson film. While we await for the French Dispatch release, Wes Anderson has been getting a cast together for his next film, which includes Bill Murray, Tennis Wilton, Adrian Brody, and now Tom Hanks. It's not clear what role he will have, but The Hollywood Reporters is saying that it's a small one, so do not expect him to be one of the leads. Nothing else known about the film, except it will film in Spain, but right now a title and production and release date are all under wraps. Neither Reporter has this exclusive as well, and as Nicholas Holt is joining the film The Menu, it currently stars Anna Taylor-Joy, uh, Hong Zhao, and Ralph Fiennes. The film is a thriller dark comedy where a couple goes to an island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the menu has some unique items. I assume human body parts are on the menu. No release date set for the movie, but the cast is good at least. Might have to give it a watch. This is not all for Nicholas Holt though. Deadline has the exclusive on a different movie, and it is another horror film from Universal. The actor set the headline a movie called Renfield, where he will star as Dracula's henchman. The story is an original one, came up by Robert Kirkman, with a script written by Ryan Redley, and the director will be Chris McKay, which just directed The Tomorrow War. No release date announced, but this continues the trend of new horror movies by Universal, as they look to set up a line of new horror films, mostly set in modern day. Holt is a great actor, so I'm looking forward to this. And the question will be who plays Dracula. While he is not the main character, I feel he does need to play some role in the film that's based on his henchmen. To wrap up this section, besides Venom, we did get another new trailer. This one for House of Gucci. Yes, thanks to all the delays, Ridley Scott will be releasing two movies this year, back to back. And this trailer did a good job setting it up. If it gets great reviews, look for it to make a run at the Oscars. For VOD Premium, starting out with a quick update on Disney Plus in India, their version, which combines Hotstar, so officially it's called Disney Plus Hotstar, is expected to reach 46 million subscribers by the end of the year. At least, that is what analysts are saying. In context, that is going to be a lot of new subscribers for the company. Currently, Disney Plus has 103.6 million subscribers, with 34 million of them coming from India. So in less than six months, the platform will get another 12 million in one country. Well, expected. But still, those are some great numbers if it happens. If the rest of the Disney Plus expansion goes well, we are looking at Disney Plus challenging Netflix in subs by the middle to end of next year. Remember that they are just over 200 million 
and right now Disney Plus is just over half of that. Last story for the episode is an update on Peacock, thanks to Comcast's quarterly numbers. Right now, the service has gotten 54 million signups and 20 million active accounts. Besides that, they also announced that in a few months, it will go international. First, it will be available in the UK via Sky. All they said for this was that Sky would be distributing it to their customers at no extra cost. They did not mention what tier of the service would be included for free. After its rollout in the UK, they will look to other countries uh, via third-party distributors. Once again, they did not mention of the 54 million signups how many were paying for the service. The good news is thanks to the Boss Baby and the Olympics, the numbers of signups and active users is respectful. But hiding the amount of paying customers shows that there are not enough of those. If I had to take a guess, it's between 5 to 10 million paying subscribers. If it was 15 to 20 paying at least $5 per month, they can spend that as a good thing. It's also good that they're pushing ahead with an international expansion, but they are also very light on details of how Sky and other third-party distributors handle it will be interesting. I'll also talk a bit about Peacock next week, as it seems the Olympics, while getting people to sign up, is leaving them disappointed. Just a small tease for next week's episode, but hey, 54 million signups and 20 million active accounts is not bad. That'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, do you still plan on going to the theaters as cases rise depending on where you live, or are you planning to wait a few weeks and let cases go down first? Let me know on Facebook, link to the page in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.